This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, March 16th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Doing well, buddy. Uh, good morning, and uh, yeah, doing good. Just a little tired, but uh, not because I worked last night. I just uh, super sore from all the shoveling to dig my car out yesterday. Took about two, a little over two hours. My body just feels like I've uh, <laughs> been beat up all over the place. But uh, other than that, doing great, man. How are you this morning? Doing well, you know, it's uh, it's a Tuesday, uh, feeling good, slept in uh, a little bit, obviously, still getting used to the time change, but, uh, you know, all of your digging out of the snow yesterday doesn't get you out of your neighborhood because they still haven't plowed the uh, streets of your uh, your complex yet, right? Nope, nope. So uh, it's uh, going to leave a little earlier uh, than usual today just to see if I can get out, and then once I'm out, then uh, I think I'll be good. Well, the good news you know, is you got to give, gotta give yourself that time in case you hit that weird patch and then you're stuck. Yeah. So. Well, you've got an all-wheel drive SUV, so you're not like your neighbor who tried to get out with their little two-wheel drive car and got stuck. So uh, there, yeah. there is some hope for you there. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's pretty good. Uh, the gal across the street was able to dart across. So um, I feel like I dug myself out enough where I have some room to kind of gun it and just go, Rum! you know exactly that's how it's gonna do it's gonna jump that the little snow barrier so uh (laughs) we'll find out yeah we'll let it thaw out a little bit it's obviously uh a little early here still and uh i'm sure it's still ice it's ice packed at this point so and they still have time to come through so fingers crossed that fingers crossed yeah after (laughs) the show though exactly probably be loud yeah (laughs) Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and kick off the show the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, if you were a surgeon, what would you do to keep yourself entertained in the operating room? Uh, Oh, man. If I was a surgeon, I probably would just... uh, I would try to gross out like my coworkers, I guess. I don't know. Like if I'm cutting, you know, like... 
ah, my spaghetti noodle, or something, something stupid like that. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. For me, you know, I think of like Doctor Strange where they play some music and they, you know, kind of play name that tune where, well, this kind of takes that whole thing to a uh, upper level, if you will. A healthcare network in Michigan said it had opened an investigation after some operating room doctors posted photos on social media last week showing themselves holding a surgically removed organ and tissue material as part of a game that they likened to The Price is Right. The doctors <laughs> who are employed as medical residents by Spectrum Health in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and specialize in obstetric- obstetrics, wow, Obstetrics and gynecology asked people to guess how much an unidentified organ weighed, according to one Instagram post. The station said it blurred part of the image so that people could not tell what type of organ was shown in the post, which was shared publicly. The post appeared to show at least one patient in the background, the television station reported. They were taken down shortly after the station contacted the medical residents on Friday. The other game we play in the OR is Guess That Weight, the post said. It applies to much more than just babies. As always, Price is Right rules apply, so if you go over, then you're out. The doctor was referring to the television game show's long-standing rule in which contestants who overestimate the value of a prize are disqualified. Spectrum Health, which operates 14 hospitals in western Michigan, three of which are in Grand Rapids, said in a statement on Sunday night that patient confidentiality was paramount. We were shocked and dismayed when we learned that surgical images were posted on an Instagram account not officially connected to Spectrum Health that was used by a group of medical residents. The statement said, This unacceptable behavior does not in any way reflect our organization, the outstanding professionalism of our medical staff or our resident physicians in training. It was not immediately clear which hospital or how many doctors were involved in the episode. None of the doctors who were involved have been identified. The Instagram handle used by the medical residents was at Grand Rapids underscore OBGYN underscore residency. In case you want to go check it out. But uh, um, I, I don't know if they're violating any rules by, you know, obviously not showing who the patient is. But uh, definitely not something I'd want to come across in my uh instagram feed no definitely not definitely would not want to be on there and uh i think you get close to violating hipaa and all that stuff i mean you do yeah yeah if you disclose patient information that's one thing but again if the patient's not identified if you can't see the patient are you towing that line who knows either way it's probably not the best thing to do no (laughs) <laughs> you know, not everything has to be behind the scenes for the world to see. I think there's plenty of content out there to keep people busy. That's not something that needs to be seen. Well, speaking of plenty of content to keep people busy, that's what we've got for you. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It is Taco Tuesday! It is Taco Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Rough We have a segment called School Rules. Our call-in topic today is your ideal lazy day. We have a segment called Fake Niceties. We round out the day with This Day in History. And Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, we have a little thing we talk about each day. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you're an operating room doctor and uh, you share your uh, gross pictures on Instagram. We kind of want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Taco Tuesday, March 16th. Um, and here's your Filippo Fest. Five! Pierce Morgan quits. Good morning, Britain, following Meghan Markle comments. Uh-oh. Oh my God, Kaylee who Co- the hell cares? That's that's why it's in the Filippo Fest 5. No <laughs> one gives up. Kaylee Cuoco to play screen legend Doris Day in limited series in development at Warner Brothers Television. Former Dolphins quarterback Ryan Fitzmagic, a.k.a. Fitzpatrick, reached an agreement with the Washington football team. God, I get. I hope they get a real football name this year. Me too. And they, he signed a one-year deal worth $10 million that could grow to $12 million. And in other news, his kids ask him, Daddy, what was your favorite team to play? Which of the 32 teams that you've played for? <laughs> He's played for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback hoe. Buccaneers bringing back tight end Rob Gronkowski on a one-year deal for $10 million. And Saints great Drew Brees officially joins NBC as a broadcaster. In addition to being a Football Night in America studio analyst, Brees will work as a game analyst for its Notre Dame football coverage. And Brees will also be a part of NBC events, including the Olympics and Super Bowl LVI per the network source. I'm, I'm guessing that's 56, but I can't read the Roman numerals. I'm not very good with those. It is. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm guessing that's 56. So, I would be uh, uh Hubie is the worst uh, actor in the world. Uh, just kidding. This has nothing to do with Hubie Halloween. But the real entertainment news uh, starts out with a small movie news, uh, kind of an older movie. Uh if you're a 4K collector and you still collect physical discs, well, good to know that one of the greatest franchises ever will finally be coming to 4K, and that is Dr. Jones! Uh, Indiana Jones collection will be releasing on 4K, um, and that will include Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Temple of Doom, The Last Crusade, uh, The Dismal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, We'll all be coming to 4K Ultra HD next year. Good um, news, everyone. Box. Yeah, it's going to be out um, June 8th, and it's going to... Um, let's see what it has. I, I put it in reader mode, but uh, what it'll have here is everything's going to be remastered in 4K. It, it'll have extensive visual work done to ensure the, high, the most pristine and highest quality images... Um, and, and what's great is it has a bonus feature disc on top of that. Um, you know, if you're an Indiana Jones fan, this is awesome. And I think the fact that it's in 4K Ultra HD and Dolby Atmos sound, this is going to be the best way to see Indiana Jones, which 
You would think you could catch this on Disney Plus, but it is not. It is on Paramount Plus. Um, so that's where you get it because it's a Paramount movie, even though it's done by uh, uh, George Lucas. Uh, just a fantastic franchise. So uh, looking forward to that. I personally am a collector. This is something I would be interested in. Love the Indiana Jones movies. Well, the original trilogy. But uh, nonetheless, Christian, is this something you uh, would be picking up? You know, I haven't picked up a digital or a, a physical disc in a long time, but uh, if I actually had a 4K player, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, you, you do have a 4K player, my friend. Oh, well, technically I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, technically. Well, I don't know. The, you don't have the PS4 Pro, do you? You have just the regular PS4? I don't remember. And my, okay. t- my if TV... You had, if you had the Pro, then you would. But if you had the regular, you don't. It's the Xbox. Like if you have the Xbox One, it's a 4K player. Or no, if you have the Xbox, I don't know. There's so many variations. I do everything digitally now, anyway. So. Yeah, you're like no purpose. I know. It's just not. Uh, I think for me, that's collected uh, box sets and things like that forever. Uh, it's no. It's nothing. I I stick with the digital stuff nowadays too. It's just easier. It's at your fingertips. It's not like it's hard to watch it, but I don't, you know, anything that could play a, a digital disc or, I mean, an actual physical disc is all like video game consoles at this point. So Exactly. And in three, four years, 4K DVDs or 4K discs will only be worth, you know, two bucks a piece. And so. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a waste when you could uh, just get the digital and then you're good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yesterday you we did a segment like Whatever Happened to the Cast of the Wonder Years. Uh, great little segment. Well, ironically enough, this story uh, talks about the Wonder Years. Is, uh, the Wonder Years reboot lands Elijah E.J. Williams as its lead character of the upcoming series reboot. The new series will focus on black middle class family in Montgomery, Alabama during the heightened times of the late 60s. The same era as the original series. Williams will play Dean, an inquisitive and hopeful 12-year-old who's coming of age in a turbulent time and trying to figure out his place both within his family and in the larger world. Dean is a little insecure, a tad awkward, and a bit self-conscious, but he's determined to make his mark on the world around him. Williams joins Sekon Segbla, who is from In the Dark, he will play Dean's, who will play Dean's mother, Lillian, in the show. The new version of the ABC's coming-of-age comedy hails from Dave executive producer Saladin Patterson, Empire co-creator Lee Daniels, the star of the original series Fred Savage, and 20th Century Fox TV. Savage, who played the lead role in the original Wonder Years, is set to direct the pilot episode. As we said, you'll always find him behind the director's chair, right? Exactly. Uh, Savage recently revealed the exciting casting news to Williams via Zoom. And if you're in the mood for something feel good, I recommend watching the video posted below. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> in, in t- so this will be uh, interesting. Uh, this The Wonder Years was a good show. I mean, we were a little young when it was on, so it wasn't like a, uh, a must-go-to show, you know? It wasn't like a show I remember being like, oh, I really want to watch that. You know, it didn't have the same pool like, Full House or Step by Step or Family Matters had, you know, for sitcom TV. Those are all I really remember watching sitcom-wise and Who's the Boss. Exactly. Yeah, I only watched Wonder Years because it was something my parents watched all the time. It was good nostalgia for them because they grew up in that era. 
Uh, and it was a great show. You know, it was it was fun. It was uh, heartwarming. Do they need to they reboot had Win- it? It had Winnie Cooper. Exactly. I don't think they necessarily need to reboot it. You know, it's it's one of those things Definitely. that, you know, they're just throwing names against walls that are, you know, completely different from the original source material, hoping that it sticks. I mean, we're getting a Fresh Prince reboot that's a hardcore drama, not a sitcom. I don't know. I don't know. I would have, like, if they would have taken place in a different era. Like, we've already done the 60s. Maybe maybe the 80s or something Yeah, would have been cool. 80s is always a fun decade you can go to. Exactly. Usually pulls. Yep. Only, not too many movies or shows bail or fail in the 80s, except Wonder Woman 84. But. <laughs> yeah. And with uh, all that being said, I mean, there's some great people behind it. So I think it'll do well. It's just I, I'm, I'm sick of the name-only reboots. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's not a reboot. Coming uh, soon, it looks like uh, HBO has announced that they'll be doing a Paul Rubens documentary, which is a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Ha ha! Ha ha! It's not my day, Francis. Last January, reported, uh, it was reported that Paul Rubens was excitedly shopping around a new Pee Wee Herman project that he built as a dark and unexpected take on the character... Did he go to a Sarasota theater? <laughs> uh, he sent he so the character is sent to a mental hospital for shock treatment for his alcoholism. He offered to make it for no money and got separate rejections from Judd Apto and Netflix, among others, we assume. But he did apparently get one maybe from Josh and Benny Safidi, aka the Safidi brothers, aka the directing duo who just released Uncut Gems. The shockingly dark Pee-wee project still hasn't happened, and it seems unlikely that it will ever happen, given you know everything about it. But Pee-wee fans are getting a nice consolation prize, at least, because HBO picked up a two-part documentary about Rubens uh, with the producing team of Josh and Benny Safidi, unexpectedly bringing us closer to the impossible day where the two of them actually make a movie about Pee-wee getting electroshocked. And then it says, who boy. So, oh, oh. <laughs> the documentary will be directed by Matt Wolf of Spaceship Earth, and the press release says it will offer a kaleidoscopic portrait of Ruben's life. In a predictably silly statement, Ruben's noticed he's been working with HBO since they were called Home Box Office, adding, I love HBO, but I'm not going to marry him. Um, so, it doesn't say much of what it's all about. Um, it's obviously not a Pee Wee Herman movie but more of a take into his world. And Paul Rubens is an interesting character, to say the least. He's uh, He could be like a serious actor, but then he could be that goofball Pee Wee Herman, or as my mom used to call him, the fervert that I was not allowed to watch <laughs> because of his Sarasota stint. But, right. uh, you know, uh, it'd be interesting, you know. Uh, just I'd have to see some trailers on it to see what it's about. We'll go from there. Yeah, from what I heard, because it's a two-part, uh, you know, the first part will be sort of pre-Peewee, the second will be post-Peewee. But the question is, are they even going to touch on that movie theater experience because Peewee or uh, Paul Rubens is a uh, producer on it? So is he going to conveniently leave that out or are they going to touch on it and, uh, you know, dive deep into it as part of his past? I I would just leave it out. Like I'd like really blip over it. I mean, I'd want the world to forget about it, which obviously we haven't. You know, right. like dude got caught uh, playing with himself in the theater. Like, uh, you know, because of that incident, man, I was not allowed to watch the uh, ridiculously weird Pee Wee's Playhouse on Saturday mornings anymore. 
Take it away. <laughs> Anyways, that's your entertainment news for Tuesday, March 16th. Let's roll on to the birthday, shall we? A couple birthdays today. Clipper Piston, now a Brooklyn Net. Blake Griffin is 31. This actress became known to TV audiences as Lorelai Gilmore on the Gilmore Girls. Then she went on to star in films such as Bad Santa, Evan Almighty, and now the upcoming Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Lauren Graham is 53. Five Yeah, boy! He's 61, still wearing a ridiculous clock around his neck. Uh, this Deadpool redneck is a real firefly. He's he's a famous mother tucker that dodgeballs as a pirate. He even voiced a droid in Rogue One as K2SO. That's Alan Tudyk, and he's the big 5-0. This actor is known for his lead role as California Highway Patrol Officer Francis Lewin Ponch Poncharella in the police drama television series chips eric estrata is 72 and a special shout out to our friend our friend chad gillum he is a young i don't know how old chad is but it's chad's birthday today so right happy birthday chad i don't have to release your age just happy birthday rock the yellow shirt buddy and miss you and i don't even know if you're watching <laughs> happy birthday nonetheless well folks and that, happy birthday to the celebs of the world there you yeah, go boy that does it for the entertainment news when we come back it's tuesday and we've got animal tales sponsored by roughridersdog.org and don't go anywhere we'll be back Riders. after these messages after these messages we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Phoenix Media Radio. You can uh, also reach Tony at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot San Filippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, being that it's Tuesday at this time on Tuesdays, we talk Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. RoughRiders is a local 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural outlying shelters where they may not have a chance. Bring them here into the metro area of Reno and uh, northern Nevada. Work with local shelters and rescues to try and find them homes. Give them a second chance at life. If you want to learn more about Rough Riders, head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F riders.org. Or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And without further ado, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the bony neighs, the old grape badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. <laughs> 
The old cow says, <laughs> All right, let's start off with our first tale or first story in Animal Tales. Well, the internet is in love with a yellow cat. Yes, you read that right. While bright yellow cats may not be readily found in nature, a concerned pet parent in Thailand accidentally transformed her feline into something resembling Pikachu with a turmeric scrub. According to Lad Bible, <laughs> Tamapa Supamas from Thailand was worried after she noticed her beloved pet cat had developed a fungal infection on one of its limbs. To treat the infection, she decided to apply turmeric scrub on the white cat. Well, that was a big mistake. While turmeric or haldi is prized for its antifungal or antibacterial properties, it also stains easily. Miss Supamas learned firsthand just how easily it stains when she ended up dyeing her cat yellow with the turmeric scrub. Photos shared on Facebook two days ago show the poor cat with her fur transformed into a bright, brilliant yellow from its usual snow white hue. The pictures have gone viral on social media, collecting thousands of likes and amused comments. Many compared the unnamed cat to Pikachu, the Pokemon, while Harry Potter fans remembered a memorable spell from the first book of the super hit series. Sunshine Daisies, Butter Mellow, Turn This Stupid Fat Cat Yellow, Ron Was Just Goofed Up, A Spell for Cats, wrote one person on 9gag. I want my own Pikachu too, said another. The cat also shares a few digitally altered pictures comparing her pet to the Pokemon, according to Mashable. Uh, I will post this on our Facebook page so you guys can all check it out. But uh, that cat is uh, pretty much bright yellow, resembling, uh, well, Pikachu. <laughs> Let's move on to our next story. So a massive poisonous cane toad, dubbed Toadzilla, has been found under a family's trampoline, forcing them to hide their pet dog inside. Claudie Rowe described the toad as the size of a serving plate and does not need telling how dangerous it is after her previous dog died by licking one. Since losing her beloved Pomeranian to one of the pests, Claudie will keep her Maltese pooch out of their back garden in Virginia, Darwin, Australia, until the toxic toad has moved on. She said the family's new unwanted guest is the result of recent wet weather in the top end region of Australia's Northern Territory, forcing more and more cane toads into the gardens of unsuspecting homeowners. Uh, Claudie told NT News, it was the fattest thing I've ever seen. It was huge. I'd say it was serving plate size. Being the wet season, there are pools of water around where they can breed more freely. Obviously, they breed in all the gardens we have. Dogs typically want to play with toads because they see them as toys, she explained. Uh, yeah, you should see the pictures of this toad. It is, I mean, massive, almost the size of your face. And uh, I guess licking that toad doesn't make you see uh, rainbows and unicorns. It could uh, just downright kill you. It's, it's uh, what was it? There's the Hypnotoad in Futurama, but wasn't there... There was an animated show we watched where they were going around, they'd lick toads, and you know, I think it was along those lines. That's right. To get the trip. I don't know if it was Futurama or not, but I know they had the hypnotoad, but there was also one where they would lick it, and that would be their drug trip, and I don't know yeah. which animated show that was. It was some type of animated show. It could have been The Simpsons for all I know. Yeah, well, I, don't, I, don't really, I don't remember where I've seen that before. We'll look it up during the break, because otherwise it'll drive us nuts. But uh, in any case, let's move on with our next story in Animal Tales. Whoa, there's a dog 
monkey. Well, this monkey pulled off a robbery that would put Money Heist to shame. A side-splitting video that emerged last year has captured the internet's attention yet again, leaving thousands in splits. The video shows a monkey interrupting a celebration to make off with the most important part, the cake. The video, which was shared on Twitter this evening by Indian Forest Service officer Susanta Nanda, shows some people celebrating in a forested area. One man in the video was filmed cutting a cake kept on a boulder. However, their celebrations were cut short by a thieving monkey who waited for the perfect opportunity before running off with the cake. No sooner had the man cut a slice of the cake that the money ap uh, monkey appeared at the scene, grabbed the cake, and ran away with it. The whole heist occurred in the blink of an eye, and it ended with the mischievous monkey running up a tree, far from the shocked people who could do nothing more than stare. Celebrating wedding anniversary in a forest is an experience altogether, wrote Mr. Nanda. In, uh, while sharing the video, surprises guaranteed. We're going to post the video on there, obviously, so you guys can see. But the video has collected over 11,000 views and a ton of amused comments since being shared online. A cultured monkey waited for the ceremonial piece to be cut out before executing the heist, quipped one person in the comment section. Oh my God, can't stop laughing, another said. Anytime some monkeys do anything aside from uh, throwing their feces at you is always an entertaining uh, experience for sure. Absolutely. There's that famous one where the monkey stuck his finger in his butt, smelt it, and then passed out. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, I looked up the uh, psycho toad thing, and surprisingly, why I couldn't pin it on just one, it happened in three series. It, there was an episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Lenny went on a trip, and they got high off licking the psycho toad. Okay, I don't think that uh, was the one I remember. Peter Griffin and uh, the town of Quahog uh, all had... Uh, it was a flashback episode. They were all hyped up. It was some family guy was the other. And then South Park had one too. So okay. uh, apparently a lot of, a lot of these animated shows have covered licking toads. I had no idea. <laughs> and I guess, maybe that's why I couldn't pinpoint just one. I'm like, where the hell have I seen that? It sounds familiar. <laughs> well, because three of the big shows have done that. They've covered that topic. Exactly. And licking toads is not a euphemism for something else. So it's uh, no, 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 quite little. No, it's literal. an actual frog it's, so they can get their high. It was that toad we talked about earlier. Yeah, no. But uh, definitely, in any case, don't go back and lick the uh, cane toad because uh, it just might kill you. But with that you be might not be around, little sister. Exactly. With that being said, that does it for Animal Tales. When we come back, we're heading to the final segment of the first hour with a segment we like to call School Rules. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now uh, we are in the final segment of the first hour, but don't fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic today of your ideal lazy day. Now if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. 
While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, with that being said, in this segment that we've titled School Rules, we're going to be looking at some ridiculous school rules. Um, Tony, is there any that come to mind back from elementary school, middle school, high school that uh, it just didn't make any sense on why they would enforce a certain rule for you? Um, well, when you're a kid, you, you always think like when you're getting rushed to go, you know, like remember in high school you had literally like three minutes to get from like when the bell rang you had to leave your one class to the next class and then half the time your class was on the other side of the high school now looking back the high school really wasn't that big so it's not like a big thing but when you were younger you thought that thing was massive you know you're coming up from a, a junior high school that you could navigate through but man it took a while to get from class to class but i always hated when the teachers would rush you like if you'd stop and you know i'd see you or i'd see a friend you say a quick hello and it was like move along it used to get annoying but i get it tough for an adult they they need you to get to class to get it going but when you're young you don't get that you're just like don't rush me don't tell me what to do (laughs) tough for a guy like you who likes to socialize for sure yeah 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 it was a little hard but i I understand it but uh there's no like actual rules where i was like wow that was what a stupid rule like not that comes off the top of my head now i'm sure if you when we go through this list there probably will be things that trigger and i'll chime in at those points but uh that would be mine for now that makes sense the one that came to me immediately when uh, i was going through this was in elementary school when pogs were the entire rage and you'd go out and play pogs during uh recess well they outlawed pogs because they uh likened it to gambling really wow really yeah. We didn't get ours taken away. Really? No. But I remember Pogs kind of came in, was it fifth, sixth grade, yeah. somewhere in there? Yeah. Because before that was marbles, man. Oh, so that we was never almost like gambling. We used to go out to the little dirt lot in Empire Elementary and we'd do, bull, you know, like, yeah, you made up your own rules. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to go for the knocker, right? They had these big knockers. <laughs> yeah, they did. And that's what they were. Yeah, they're called. They're these big ass. I don't know. They're just these plastic ball things. I don't even know if they were real marbles, but you had to like hit it like three times, and it would be yours. But like, it, all they had to do was touch yours, and you were done. So if you had a boulder, which was your big marble, it was just crazy. <laughs> well, let's kids run... and their kids and their bullshit rules, you know. Exactly. Well, let's run down some school rules as far as uh, things that uh, were outlawed for eh, maybe no reason at all, uh, or a ridiculous reason. For instance, this one from user Gow Badgers says we couldn't wear winter clothes, clothing, jackets, hats, gloves in class because they were gang symbols. This was a small farm town in Wisconsin. Besides obviously having no gangs, it was effing cold, even indoors in the winter. But clearly wearing warm clothing is something only gangs do. Say what? That's right. Yeah. Can't wear it, man. Right. And that's the thing. Unless the school um, puts into effect a, a dress code, like a uniform code, how do you determine what's appropriate what's not you know it's it's either one way or the other you know there's there shouldn't be that gray area in between right um it's 
it's definitely one of those things. It's not gang related, especially if that's all you own. Like maybe it was a hand me down, and that's all you have. Like, what do you do then? Well, especially in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. Uh, you know those notorious Wisconsin gangs. So yes, we are the cheese gang, eh? Let's keep, let's keep moving on with school rules, ridiculous school rules. This from uh, Hands in the Fram says, they decided everything bad happened in the last five minutes of lunch, so it got five minutes shorter each year. Also, any group larger than five people had to be up to no good, so no groups over five were allowed. Say what? That seems strange. Never, that's stupid. Never had that issue, man. Never had that issue. Recess, man. I was usually the dude getting chased by girls. I liked it. It was fun. Or I was playing football with the boys. It was one of the two. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, in the last five minutes, uh, you would try to hold out to the very last minute before you had to get to class, but nothing bad mm-hmm. ever happened in that case. But no. apparently the school thought otherwise. Let's keep moving on. Talking school rules from Seagull Friend says, no fist bumps. The reason for this was kids might accidentally punch the other person in the face. Say what? Really? If you're accidentally punching somebody due to a fist bump, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. We didn't. Actually, you, we didn't do fist bumps back in school. There was no such thing. You either high fived or you. That was that was your only way you ever said hi to somebody. You gave them a high five. There was no fist bumps. That didn't exist to my knowledge. The only time your fist did anything is if you were in a, you were in a scuffle. Exactly. Well, and I was in a few of those, man. Junior <laughs> high, <laughs> a little scrapper, man. Well, and the other way that uh, you, few of them. you could greet somebody was with this next one, from Lay Z Boy four four one seventeen. Our school banned hugging because it was quote unquote erotic. As you can imagine, the boys at school started giving each other very sensual high fives for the rest of the year. Say what? Nah, the only hug and I ever gave was girls. Like you didn't hug dudes. Mm-mm. Like right now, you could give your you give your well, guy you give friend him a, a little hug right now. Pat on the back. Nothing, and... Yeah, there ain't nothing weird if you hadn't seen a while. It's usually the handshake. You come in, it's that pat, and then mm-hmm. and then you roll. It's not like this. Oh, they're there. Not, but like it was always with girls. I remember hugging in school, and it was awesome. Well, it was like you know school dance. It wasn't yeah. ero- It wasn't erotic, but it was. But it was awesome. Yeah, you, like. I got to hug Carly Crockett. It was awesome. <laughs> it's like the school dances. You had to be like arm's length away. You couldn't, you know, have them close to your body because God forbid, uh, you know, nature calls. Let's well, c- and if you're in elementary, man, you don't think like that. You no. know what I mean? Your, your brain doesn't think. It's not till you get to junior high, like, and then you're like, oh, kissing is cool. <laughs> I don't know what it's like nowadays, but, you know, Who back knows? when. Back in our day, that's how that was. Yep. Let's keep moving on with school rules. This from Echo Lima Oscar Delta says, uh, In grade eight, we were banned from standing in circles at recess because of potential scandalous activity going on in the middle. We stood in squares instead. Say what? (sighs) Really? No circles allowed because bad things won't happen otherwise. Really? Do you remember in high school? Like, I wonder what they thought of Smoker's Corner. Remember, there was always the group of smokers, like between like the recess, like high school. They have recess. It was your period breaks, yeah, uh, in between your next period. And uh, there was smokers' corner. And uh, I wonder what they thought. If I remember, that was a, 
That was a crap ton of kids that smoked out there. Yeah. Dude. If I remember correctly, Smoker's Corner was technically off of school property, so I don't think there was much they could do about it. Yeah, they stood at that little cow field right over by the uh, <laughs> the ROTC little center there. Yep. I, if I remember that right, yeah. A lot of smokers, dude. Lots. <laughs> uh, hopefully Holy that's moly. changed now, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a ton. Let's keep rolling on. We're talking school rules, crazy school rules that uh, just make no sense. This one from user Gone Nuts says, No backpacks to class, but purses were allowed. Girls started carrying around purses big enough to be considered a backpack, and guys got pissed, so they started carrying purses too. Say what? <sighs> Never had that problem. <clears throat> no. We but... were allowed to have our backpacks. I mean, back then, that's what held every freaking textbook from one class to the next, you know? And that's where you had your pencil. I mean, you had it. Yeah. We didn't have cell phones and stuff back then, but... That was way just, after our time, and you know, you hear about the schools that instituted see-through backpacks only. It's like, come on. Yeah. But that's the way it goes. All right, so uh, moving on with school rules. Another one I just don't understand. Uh, GCZ1214 says, My middle school banned salt and pepper from being used in the cafeteria, claiming it was too unhealthy. They still sold Mountain Dew in the vending machines, though. Say what? Yeah. Double standard, man. It was the health days, right? Like, I think our school tried that, too. Like, only healthy things, but then you had Pop's Barbecue selling french fries for a dollar in Senator Square. Right, or know? the pizza, like, you know, that yeah. would be brought in. Or, yeah, it does. It, again, all or nothing. You know, don't don't pick and yeah. choose what's healthy, what's not. Just, and when you said salt and pepper, I, I was going to ask if they pushed it real good. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. For, um, for, for the OGs out there. Exactly. Let's keep moving on. We're talking ridiculous school rules. This one from Lil Donut Official says, I attended an <laughs> all-girls high school. You had to bring a male date to dances or could not attend at all. No going solo or with your girlfriends. So backwards. Say what? That makes zero sense. You'd think like, if you were in an all-girls school, you'd be super boy crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, just wouldn't that create havoc? Like, what if you brought in guys and, like, you know, all these girls, they don't see guys or they don't have guy friends. And they're just like, oh, look at Julie's boyfriend. He's so hot. Well, yeah. What about the poor people who were too embarrassed, too shy or, or, or couldn't get a date but still wanted to go to the dance? They were just left yeah. out because they couldn't get one. <clears throat> I dude, if that was the case, I was never allowed to go to date or dances in high school. I went to a couple and it was usually stag or there was the one that I brought the girl and then she left with the other Tony. That mm. was that was pretty rough. Pretty rough. <laughs> she gave me the consolation prize, her fugly friend. Right. Uh I got you a replacement date. <laughs> Oh, and then finally, in school rules, this one from Hey Dog Eight says, uh, "Hey we, Dog Eight, we weren't allowed to wear too many matching shirts because we could be a gang." This was in regards to a kid with cancer wanting to make a bunch of shirts. Say what? God forbid, you know, they tried to do something good for somebody who needs it, but uh, you know, if they're all wearing the same shirt, apparently they're all in the cancer gang together. So. I'm glad we grew up when we did, man. There was not this many restrictions back then. Exactly. So sad. So sad. And unfortunately, I've got kids that are now growing up in this. But uh, You got kids? Luckily, their school's not as bad. In any case, folks, that does it for the first hour. We're headed into our long break. So enjoy the news. Get a potty break. 
enjoy some tea, and then uh, join us back here in about seven minutes, and we will see you all then for a call-in topic of your ideal lazy day. Lazy! See you guys in a few. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. On a Tuesday, March 16th, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Savage, Sam Filippo. Tony, how you doing? Doing well, man. I like how you slid that in. It, it kind of sounds ultimate fantastic, you know. It just it does like that bit. intro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're playing with some uh, radio names for Tony, and so uh, over the next couple of days, we, well, we're trying them on a little bit, seeing how they fit, and uh, seeing what uh, he wants. Try, we're trying to ease the Sam Filippo out because I obviously, no offense to anyone that's uh, not my close friends or family that listen to the show. But I don't keep my uh, Facebook uh, open for the world. So, uh, and plus, it's good to have a radio, <clears throat> a stage name, so to speak. You yeah, know. separate uh, uh, your art from reality. But uh, ultimately, like I said, we're going to try on a few over the next couple of days, yeah. see how they fit, and uh, see what Tony wants to wear out of the store. So, yeah, like I like. I was thinking uh, with radio names, I can't steal it, but like Uncle Nasty. Yeah, he, he had a cool name. Like, you were just like, oh, it's Uncle Nasty. Right. But that's obviously his real name. It's like Greg Stone or something, <laughs> you know. But if you think about it, you know, sort of looking back, originally I'm sure people are like, Uncle Nasty, that's a stupid name. But it's ca- it caught grew, on. Yeah. It, it's grown on people. So, uh, but uh, in any like, case, we're, you know, we're, we're looking at Tony Savage for right now. Tomorrow it might be something a little bit different. Yeah, we'll try, we're going to try on. We're gonna take, we did a poll. And people voted on him, and we'll use a different one. So we'll go with uh, Tony Savage today, uh, <clears throat> because uh, yeah, Tony Savage kind of sounds like a wrestling guy, like, <laughs> like a macho man. Maybe, just maybe, maybe, just but, maybe, or cousin, or cousin Fred. There you go, Fred Savage. Yeah. Well, in any case, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. We want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day, which is why we give it to you 24 hours in advance. On the Phoenix line, boy, I lost my train of thought real there, real quick there. So yeah. <laughs> Phoenix line is 855-Phoenix you, Radio. You had a Tony moment. I totally did. Uh, yeah. Or you can join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Just click into the live video there and comment. Or, as we've been doing over the last couple of weeks, you can join us on the Stereo app. 
You can queue up to uh, chat with us live through there at Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. We've been having fun with some random people, but, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. In any case... I like the random peeps. They're funny. It we is. We talked to the guy that wanted to be Prince Adam yesterday. Right. <laughs> oh, who's your talking about, Skeletor? <laughs> In any case, today's topic is what is your ideal lazy day? Now, for me, uh, by the time the weekend comes along, especially on a Sunday, I work pretty much 12 to 14 hours a day putting things together. My brain is just going all week long. By the time I hit Sunday, I want to do nothing. I want to sit on the couch, have some healthy snacks, some unhealthy snacks, Turn on a few Marvel uh, movies or DC movies or something I haven't seen and just relax. I don't want to do anything. I don't even want to go to the extent of playing video games just because that's brain power that my mind doesn't want to use. But that's my ideal lazy day. We want to find out about yours. Now, Tony, I know you're a little bit more of a uh, get-up-and-go type person. If you have a lazy day, what would your ideal one be? Oh, man. If my brain could shut off and if I... I can't sit for too long because I've been kind of cooped up the last two days with snowmageddon. I have not been able to get out. So I go out and I shovel, which I don't have to shovel. I could just leave that and just be like, I ain't leaving. I ain't doing it. We went out and shovel. Uh, ideal lazy day would be, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to steal anybody else's because I had other people chime in. So I don't want to take theirs because I okay. share the same sentiment, but I want them to have the glory on that. So I would say, you know, just being able to lounge in some sweatpants and maybe catch up on uh, some shows like you watch, watch some movies. Although I would play video games like this weekend I busted out. I played turtles, the arcade game, turtles in time, beat them. Um, I sat and played video games and I usually don't play video games anymore. Like not for lengthy periods of time, but I put in some time on some of these games. They were just quick, mindless games I've beaten before. And Mm -hmm. I even watched like, Hot Tub Time Machine, Hot Tub Time Machine 2. These are not things I typically have time for. But this weekend, I was able to do it and while wearing sweatpants. It was pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, video games. I don't have time for the big, long, open-world games anymore. No, no we weren't doing no Legend of Zelda. Exactly. You know, that's simple, simple, like, I know I could get through this game. We're good. Yeah, but I do enjoy the quick games, you know, a quick uh, fighter game, a quick, uh, you know, round of a a first-person shooter. Always fun, but uh, not on my ideal lazy day. I I literally want to do nothing. I want to teleport to different areas of the house uh, or have somebody carry me, which, hey, might happen in the future. You know what's cool, too, is I sat on this beanbag right here. I passed the F out. It was awesome. (laughs) I I think I had like a three-hour nap on this thing. Oh. After I shoveled, it was weird. Naps are always great. <laughs> it was it was Saturday after I shoveled all kinds of stuff. Man, I sat on this thing and just... <laughs> Dude, like that. But folks, that's what we're talking about today is your ideal lazy day. If there was nothing you had to do, what would be the ideal thing that you would be doing or not doing for that matter? In any case, go ahead and head over to our Facebook page, comment live there, or head over to Stereo at uh, Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. When we come back, it is all about you guys, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. In order to do so, head over to Phoenix, uh, sorry, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment with your pick or download the stereo app or go to stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media where we can chat with you live on this segment. Now, the topic of the day is your ideal lazy day. We talked about uh, ours at the last segment. Mine would be doing absolutely nothing, having a few snacks by me, watching TV, maybe taking a nap. That's about it. Uh, And then, you know, Tony playing a few video games and uh, napping on that giant beanbag chair behind him. But at this point, we want to know from you guys. And as always, we've got a few people who have chimed in. Tony, if you wouldn't mind taking us through those. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, My sister Cody, she chimed in and said, watching TV shows, watching movies, playing video games, drinking coffee, and my screen just timed out, and not having to clean the house. Those are are definitely some good ones. You know, that's that's an ideal day where you can just sit around and just don't have to do a whole lot, which is always an awesome thing. Um, My friend uh, or our friend Stacy chimed in and her ideal lazy day is just to be on a beach. Just Ooh. sit there all day. See, and this is why they don't steal, because I, I, I share the same sentiment if I could do that. But I want to steal from them, but I agree with them. Oh, so. Somebody to bring you drinks and just relax. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh, yes. Oh, Maybe that's why so many people like to go. My friends at the SOV like to go to Vegas. They like to just lounge by the pool, and they pay for the drink service all day. They don't give a crap. Yep. Just sit there in the pool. Good times, man. Good times. Good stuff there. Um, let's see. Jamie, Anna chimed in and said, chill with a friend or two, hang at a brewery, playing games, or if snowed in, listen to music, cook, mix drinks, and play games. Fireplace, movies. Um, sounds like a relaxing day. It, it definitely sounds like a fun one, for sure. Yeah, sounds nice. A uh, little too much activity for my liking, though. <laughs> you, you, there's too much too much movement for you there? Exactly. All uh, uh, right. Uh, Jenny Wink, she chimed in, the old winkster. Uh, laying on a raft on a beautiful lake surrounded by mountains, or on a towel on the beach with the smell of salt water and hearing the ocean waves. Yeah, I would say the so, the only caveat to that is Lake Tahoe, where it's just too damn cold to get into that lake. Yeah, it is. But it is nice to lay out on that beach on a hot summer day, man. That is true. Uh, and, of course, Lacey chimed in as well, and she had just watching movies all day in bed. Nothing Quick, wrong with simple, that. simple, and you don't leave bed. So, you know, thanks, everybody, for chiming in today. We had some good, good participation on that end, so... Uh, a lot of good lazy stuff. I, I like the uh, lake idea or the beach idea of just sitting there all day. Yeah, we, all, we I all, could I could easily do that. We always get good interaction when uh, it's something that people can relate to, and I think most people can relate to being lazy. Uh, you know, when the opportunity calls for it. So uh, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. But if you want to chime in, there is still time. Again, head over to our Facebook page at uh, Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment. And with that being said, unless you've got another one tone, I'm going to go in and uh, go into our stereo roulette. 
Stereo Roulette, because no one chimed in on the Facebook one. All right, so uh, let's see who we get. How are you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show today. How's it going? Good, good. So we're talking, what is your ideal lazy day? My ideal lazy day is when I get to lay down and poop in my bed. Wow, that is you, you, super lazy. <laughs> Talk about bedpan. Yeah, exactly. yeah. If you're going to poop the bed, I poop my pants. <laughs> I don't even have you know, that. Oh, then, then check out of the hotel. <laughs> I pooped my pants. There you go. <laughs> well, we appreciate you chiming in. That yeah. is the definition of lazy. Whew. That, that's too damn lazy. That kid ain't getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. What? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, apparently uh, they were surprised by the fact that they were chiming in. What? Right. Hey, me- what? How you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. What is your ideal lazy day? My ideal lazy day is uh, uh, laying in my bed whole day and have uh, two, um, two delicious uh, dish uh, beside me and a girl with me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. You know, it's, uh, you've got some snacks, you've got some good loving. Uh, luckily, you're not like the last yeah, guy yeah. who, who uh, decided to uh, use the restroom while he was still in bed. So. <laughs> 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 but in any case, we appreciate you chiming in. Hopefully, you'll drop us a follow and uh, chime in at a later point in time. Of course. Why not? All right. Thank okay. you. We're going to go ahead and move on with Thank our next you. one. Did he, say, did he say he wanted some delicious babes in his bed? I think he did. <laughs> All right. How you doing? <laughs> You're on the Christian Phoenix you? radio show. How you doing? <laughs> like that's what this shit is to show you like look look <laughs> well that there was a lot of f-bombs up in that there one. was good thing there was no I FCC. We were listening, I we were listening to death row's greatest hits <laughs> death row records <laughs> how you doing you're on the christian phoenix radio show today uh-oh now nope, there we go now it's biggie <laughs> we're going gangsta on this uh tuesday right how you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Wow. That sounded like a butt dial. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, searching for a new talker. Here we go. All right. You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. We're talking about what your ideal lazy day would be. What would yours be? Oh, I'm doing it right now. Thank God. So my ideal lazy day is I'm about to find something good to watch on TV. Nice. And I'm about to eat something good at the same time. Oh, perfect. But it has to be done simultaneously. I have to have the food ready as soon as I press it. There you go. <laughs> so what are you watching on TV? Are you catching up on uh, TV series? Are you watching movies? Uh, you know, what's what's on your playlist? Well, right now, right now, I'm watching this really good series. It's called The Chosen. It's like amazing. It's about the depiction of the life of Jesus Christ. And you know, it's rare that people get it correct, 
But um, I really think they do a good job here. And that is on Vid Angel. Everybody go and check it out. They're not on any big streaming service. They're doing it all by themselves. And they've raised over $11 million. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm also watching The One on Netflix. But I'm on, you know, season one. Right <laughs> and, and then on the opposite side of that, what is your ideal snack that you're snacking on at the same time? Something with cheese. Ooh. It gotta be cheesy. So pizza, nachos, I'm a foodie. Ooh. So something with salt and cheese, you got to taste it. We've got a great uh, grilled cheese place around here called Gourmelt that, uh, I mean, oh, you talk about cheesy goodness. Yeah, oh, it's so good. You from the Midwest? Where you from? <laughs> no, we're on the West Coast. We're uh, based out of northern Nevada, and then my partner here is in uh, northern Colorado. Oh, man, I can hear it all in your voice. <laughs> well, we appreciate you chiming in. We're going to keep moving on, but uh, drop us a follow. Hopefully, you'll chime in again at a later date. Enjoy the cheese oh, in the show. Thanks all for right. being on. Oh, y'all do the same. <laughs> right on. Let's move on. Good interaction today so far. All right, you're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. We are talking your ideal lazy day. What would yours be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pooping pooping your pants too. Apparently. You pooping right. your pants in bed is dangerous, then call me my D's. <laughs> How you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Apparently not. <laughs> How about now? Oh, let's keep moving on. Alright, here we go. Apparently not. <sighs> you jinxed it. You said good, good interaction, and now I know. It's... You're on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are talking your ideal lazy day. What would yours be? Um, trying to call somebody else. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> I think that's probably a good spot to end it right there, just because we're running out of time. Oh my! He's on fire! Yeah. Oh, uh, trying to call somebody else. Who, like, who are you trying to call on that app? Like, right. <laughs> you trying to call your mama or something? Get out of here, jabroni. In any case, you know, stereo, uh, the stereo app roulette, uh, you know, it was always interesting. We had a couple F-bombs drop. That's uh, F-bombs drop. You had somebody, good interaction with at least one, and uh, the guy that pooped his pants in bed, which is, you need help, sir. Lots of help. Yeah, yeah, I would certainly say so. In Don't any... go to his house. That's his name, Stinky Jeff. Right. <laughs> In any case, folks, that does it for this segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. When we come back, we've got a segment called Fake Niceties. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. 
including our call-in topic of the day, which is why we give it 24 hours in advance. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of tomorrow's call-in topic, we're going to be talking about best behind the scenes. You know, I don't know about you, Tony, but uh, one of my favorite things about getting DVDs and Blu-rays back in the day were the behind-the-scenes features. Obviously, we just watched the WandaVision one. But what is the best one that was accompanying to a movie that, uh, you know, really gave you some insight into how it was made? Well, we want to find out about it. The other thing is with the stereo app, uh, we just ask that uh, you be patient with us a little bit. Uh, We know certain people are trying to connect, but at the same time, uh, the app is a little bit clunky with how it uh, lines people up. So we're we're working through it and eventually we'll get there, but uh, we're on our way. In any case, let's go ahead and uh, head into our next segment, which we like to call fake niceties. Tony, obviously you work in retail. You have to put on a smile with everything you do but every once in a while you have to uh really just be overly nice to someone you you want to bite their head off you want to chew them out anything come to mind as far as somebody that uh, you really just sort of killed them with kindness uh even though you you wanted to do the complete opposite yeah the old man that wanted to fight me because i wouldn't sell him two things of uh baby wipes like right at the start of the pandemic like he got all mad because He wanted to, um, what did he, he needed two things of baby wipes and that's back when they were scarce because everybody was, we were out of toilet paper and everybody was buying baby wipes to wipe their butt and uh, we just didn't, you had to put limits on it, you know. And a guy, he threatened to kick my ass if I didn't sell him too and and then I at least was quick and witty and killed him with kindness because I didn't have the mask then, that was before the mask stuff happened. Um, I'd said, well, sir, you know, you're in great shape now. See, here's the thing. You're getting one, but if you keep cussing at me, you don't get any. So the choice is yours. And then like a little baby, he took one, threw it on the ground, and went, (laughs) and then he went to self-checkout, bought his stuff, and then he proceeded to get in my face. And yeah, what I I really would like to say is just, hey, sir, can can I get your Costco card? (laughs) <laughs> adios amigo get out of here i can't do that right and i wouldn't do that but if i could do that like that would have warranted the situation like don't need it now you don't get any oh so sad now you now you don't get none <laughs> it's the way it goes sometimes and you know I... yeah if those are the rules of the establishment you know how upset can you really get well apparently that guy got quite upset in any case, let's go ahead and run down some fake niceties uh, from the service industry. Starting out with this one. Oh, good for you. User Punlick said, one time I used my retail voice on a coworker and she was like, don't use your customer voice on me. I know you're dead inside like the rest of us. It's just frightening and weird. Well, you know, sometimes you just can't turn it off. You got to be that nice, helpful person, uh, even beyond when uh, somebody's pissing you off. Yeah. Oh. You got to be nice. Sorry, I got a text message that threw me for a loop there. So, <laughs> focus. I'll tell you off break. Squirrel. All right, moving yeah. on with fake niceties. Oh, good for you. 1980s businesswoman says, The other day I asked for a table for two in my customer voice, and the waitress squinted at me and cleared my throat, and I said, Sorry, still in service mode. 
and she dropped hers and we swapped stories about our day and my boyfriend was like, you two just became two entirely different people in 0.5 seconds. I guess, uh, you know, if you relate to somebody else in the service industry and, and you know, you just sort of drop that, uh, that customer service voice, uh, other people tend to recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Talking fake niceties. Oh, good for you. Lifo2589 says teaching has four different voices. The I am the authority, but still friendly voice for kids. The customer service voice for parents, the professional voice for admin, and the regular voice for trusted coworkers. Um, yeah, I could see that. You know, you, you want to make sure you put on the right voice for the right people that you're dealing with. Uh, before my time in broadcasting, I spent uh, a lot of time in the automotive industry and had to deal with people, uh, especially when there were those uh, recalls that were coming out and people were afraid that their uh, gas pedals were going to be pinned down and, you know, just had to to be the nicest person I could possibly be over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I always got to be super nice, you know. Uh, especially, you know, I completely um, am with that uh, when you're dealing with any member or issues. You always got to remember they're right, you know, and even if they're wrong, you just do it in right, a nice right. way. Uh, okay. Well, and there's, there's that saying that the customer is always right. In some cases, they're not. They're wrong, and if they're not following the rules, then uh, they are truly wrong, and you can kindly show them to the door. But let's keep moving on. Talking fake niceties. Oh, good for you! The Smiling Fish says, The acting required in the service industry is beyond the pale. My cousin freaked out when she came to see me at work because I was all smiling and nice while helping someone who was asking inane questions and who basically forced me to walk them to the product and put it in their effing hand. But I was nice as pie until I turned around to walk away and my demeanor changed back to normal and I muttered, what the F, moron, under my breath as I got back to my cousin. She just looked at me in shock and said, no wonder you're so exhausted when you get home. It's tough dealing with people and putting on that uh, smiling face. In fact, uh, they even say that uh, smiling uses more muscles than frowning, so. Right, man. It makes sense. It's why, like, I don't always carry the smile anymore because, like, with the mask, it covers. So I always kind of look like I'm grumpy because like, the <laughs> eyes are always thunder down. But Now, do you ever have uh, customers or members who insist that you walk them directly to the product as opposed to saying, well, it's where it normally is? You know, where's, where's the rotisserie chicken? Well, the same place it is at the back of the store. Well, take yeah, me to some it. Yeah, some people... Yeah, some people do. We're we're supposed to take them to it, so I'm kind of used to that. Okay. I usually just say, "Hey, follow me," and they're really slow, and I kind of just ditch them. Not ditch them too far behind, but sometimes I get way ahead that they're way back there that I have to kind of backtrack. So and then I usually, when I get to the point, I go, oh, "That's right there." But luckily, it ends up being like clerks where they're like, "So where is this item again?" And it's like right behind them. Nine out of ten times that happens. Mm -hmm. Like they'll ask for the item. And it's seriously right behind them, and it's like... Yeah, I like to say if it was a snake, it would have bit them. Exactly. All right, uh, let's keep moving on. Fake niceties. Oh, good for you! This one from Feeding the Old Spider says, I always got my friends and family weird, weirded out by my working voice and mannerisms. My boyfriend was always annoyed every time that I said, unfortunately, before every sentence. Unfortunately, we don't have any more eggs in the fridge. Unfortunately, I can't go open the door for the cat right now. 
It took me some weeks to learn how to shut down the facade after getting home from work. Yeah, you, you want to try and not use negative words, but, uh, you know, let people down gently. And in that case, uh, sometimes it just carries over into your personal life. Yeah, this should uh, should be nice and uh, should be fun, man. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Fake niceties. Oh, good for you. Raven Illusion Ooh. says, when I worked in the tech support, I would often end up getting callers that were difficult, uh, escalated to me. Wasn't my job, but my nickname was Bomb Squad Tech because I could defuse even the most pissed off caller. Some of the managers would tease that I pulled out my kindergarten teacher voice, which was, in their impression, both threatening and compassionate at the same time. I was, and still am, a master of crushing Karen's dreams of speaking with the manager. Uh, I certainly relate to that one. You know, I would always be given the most difficult people, and, you know, you talk them down, and, and the angrier they got, the sweeter I would get. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got time for a few more. Talking fake niceties. Oh, good for you. Rayepa, user says, I once went to... Rayepa and the Last Dragon. <laughs> Almost. I once went to get some lunch after shift to the sushi place near where I used to work. After I ordered takeout, I sat next to the register and just started scrolling on my phone. Well, a couple was about to leave. They said goodbye. The people behind the register said goodbye. I said goodbye. I have not heard such sincere laughter from anyone but those people working in the sushi place. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done that, Tony, where, uh, you know, somebody says, uh, you know, uh, for instance, you go to the movie theater and uh, they say, uh, enjoy the movie. And you say, you too. Wait, no, they're working there. They're, yeah. not, they're not seeing the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, that happens a lot too. You know, it's usually when, like, when uh, people say thank you instead of you're welcome. Like that should be your instant response. I usually say thank you back. I don't know why. <laughs> like thank you, I'm like thank you. Yeah, just and a built-in like, response. Oh well, it's automatic. Yeah. All right, and then uh, yeah, let's make this the last one. Finally, in fake niceties. Oh, good for good you. Good for you. Kanatari says, I get a southern drawl. I'm not from the American South. I have no idea where it comes from. Everyone becomes deer or honey, regardless of age or gender. I do tend to sound a bit vapid, but I investigate insurance fraud, so that much is intentional. It's much easier to get the info I need if my clients think I'm dumb. I don't know if I'd necessarily equate South with dumb, but more nice and, and warm, and especially that, uh, you know, that southern bell drawl. Hey, Southern Bale. <laughs> you little drawl. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it, somebody said that, uh, you know, you can get so, so, what is the saying? You can get so far with a smile, but you can get even further with a smile and a gun. And so, uh, you know, you can smile, you can be nice, but you'll, you'll know when to drop the hammer every once in a while. In any case, folks, that does it for Fake Niceties. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
We are back, folks, and we've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeartDoozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Sad Darth Vader doomed us all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, which is why we do... a little much for that. that. Yeah, a little over the top. That's okay. Uh, But we do this segment each and every day. Try to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. Christian Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, you're on the Christian Phoenix show. All right, kicking things off this day in 1527. Let's see if I can avoid Filippoing this one. The Battle of Kanua. Mughal Emperor Babur defeats Rajput forces led by Rana Sangha, consolidating Mughal power. Whew. Moogle was Google before Lugal. <laughs> I can tell you've been watching Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> What's Lugal? <laughs> Moving on this day in 1792, King Gustav III of Sweden is shot by Count Jacob Johann Ankerstrom at a mass ball at the opera. He dies on March 29th. Fatality. John Jacob Johannin Storm. What a weird name. <laughs> you know, that was the back in the time where people had prefaces before their name, long middle names. You know, we'll kind of call, start calling you Count Sir Tony Savage Sam Filippo III of... Sir Savage! I decree on the day I was the Sir Savage of the land. It was the battle of pooping in bed on lazy day. I decided to be a savage. Oh, right, you know, to each their own, right? <laughs> oh my god, it still grosses me out. That is a little. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was joking. I hope he was. Yeah. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1834, Charles Darwin, Darwin, not Darwin, Darwin, aboard Darwin. the HMS Beagle, anchors in the recently British-acquired Falklands Islands. For the first time. Falkland Islands. Oh, watch Mr. your language. Reinhardt always used to say Falkland Islands. Watch your time. language tone. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Falkland. And I still picture Charles Darwin riding aboard a like a, a Clifford the Size Dog uh, beagle Big, everywhere. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> I don't have a soundbite ready, so there you go. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? I was totally thinking that with Darwin on a beagle, man, during that story. Exactly. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1869, Hiram R. Revels makes the first official speech by an African-American in the Senate. And uh, thinking back, I mean, 1869, that was right in the middle of... Uh, everything that was happening between uh, anti-slavery, it was just on the back end of uh, the end of the Civil War. Um, 
good for him for you know being a pioneer in that uh, in that space. Actually, that's awesome. Um, Hiram. Let's move on. This day in 1882, the U.S. Senate ratifies the Geneva Convention in 1864, legitimizing the International Red Cross and the American Red Cross, and uh, basically putting into effect that uh, medical workers cannot be the victims of war uh, when war breaks out. So if somebody's going in to, to try and help someone, uh, there are big consequences to pay if you attack those helpers. No, that's that makes sense. You got to have medics to heal the people if you're going to go to war, and uh, and to this day, you know, American Red Cross helps out a lot. So that they do. All right, let's keep moving on. This day in eight, sorry, 1948, Billie Holiday is released from prison early because of good behavior. Uh, in fact, there is a movie on I want to say Amazon Prime right now that it's uh, America versus Billie Holiday. I don't know much of the backstory beyond on that but uh, it looks interesting nonetheless that's crazy i just i've heard of billy holiday don't know why she was ever in prison oh watch the movie i guess we'll find out <laughs> nah i'm too lazy for that you'll pass on that one all right yeah yeah this day 1955 president eisenhower upholds the use of atomic weapons in case of war uh, which is just a terrifying thought. I think we mentioned a couple of days ago that uh, all of our nukes are pointed at Russia, China, and uh, North Korea. All of their nukes are pointed at us. God forbid something happens because there it would be awful to uh, deal with uh, the nuclear fallout and the apocalypse in that case. Oh, yeah. It would not be good. hope that never, ever happens. Exactly. All right, moving on. 1961, this day, the 18th Golden Globes, Spartacus, Burt Lancaster, and Greer Garson are all big winners. Um, I, I still get a kick out of Spartacus where uh, you see people wearing wristwatches, and uh, continuity wasn't uh, so big back in that time, but I guess it was big enough to win a Golden Globe. It was Spartacus, Burt Lancaster. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1971, Muddy Waters wins his first Grammy Award. Tony, what's your favorite Muddy Waters song? Uh, Pooping my pants on a lazy day in bed. <laughs> it sounds like it's got the uh, all the beginnings of a good blues song. Yeah, it does. You know, it starts out, it gets really muddy in those waters. Like, you're sitting in your waterbed and things get a little muddy. <laughs> Spe <laughs> Speaking of muddy waters and music, this day in 1972, John Lennon and Yoko Ono are served with deportation papers. Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but just think, if they never came back, Lennon could be still alive. You never know. That is true. That is very Man, true. Man, Yoko, we got deported. <laughs> We're going to go ahead. Grow a garden. Keep that, uh, keep that uh, impression handy, Tony, because this day in 1979, CBS TV airs Wings Over the World with Paul McCartney. Wings Over the World with Paul McCartney. I'm a musician and a Beatle. Yeah, my friend, uh, Yoko, uh, not my friend, sorry. <laughs> Got the board. <laughs> John. It's all right, Paul. Uh, like Paul like growing the uh, wacky tobacco, and so uh, maybe yeah, he forgot yeah. that he didn't Him like and Yoko. Linda... Him and Linda were bush growers, man. That they were. That they were. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep moving on this day in 1991. I never knew about this. Seven members of Reba McIntyre's band are killed in a plane crash. That's oh, always sad. That's terrible. Yeah, I didn't know that either. 
It's crazy to think yeah. of how many musicians have died in aerial accidents. No, it's good. I'm. It's it's terrible that they passed her. I'm glad she didn't. I yeah. mean, she's a she's legendary. She went on to even make that show Reba. I know. You know? Oh. She pops up every once in a while. I think she did some guest spots on Last Man Standing as well. And she and she looks the same. Right. She looks exactly the same. She doesn't age. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. This day in 1994, Tanya Harding pleads guilty to felony attack on Nancy Kerrigan. Why? Why? <laughs> also in sports history, this day in 1996, Mike Tyson TKOs Frank Bruno in the third round to gain the heavyweight title. Yes, I knocked out Frank Bruno. He got my way. I was like, pa 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 pa. It was like Little Matt from uh, from Punch Out. <laughs> you, you play my game punch out it's funny i just watched uh you know they do these like speed rounds uh and they're posted on youtube and, and facebook i didn't realize that the key to beating mike tyson in that game was waiting just basically avoiding his shots at, you watched that chance. too i watched that last night where the guy beat him in six punches that's the one i watched round two. okay yeah the guy just is he had to duck him he had to survive all the hurricanes upon and get the movement down and then, like, when he blinks his eyes, then you freaking wallop him in the stomach and he just falls. Yeah, I had no idea. I've never beaten Mike Tyson in the game, so... I haven't either. He kicks my ass every time. There you go. There you go. All right, uh, let's move on this day in 2015. Google commemorates botanist and photographer Anna Atkins' 216th birthday with a Google Doodle image representing her cyanoprint work. I can tell you what a cyanoprint is, but uh, it might be worth checking out. And that just sounds dirty. Google Doodle. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a Google Doodle on Anna Atkins. Ooh. She's 216 years old. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be doodling that Google. In any case, folks, let's go ahead and run down some of today's holidays before we head out for the day. Where we like to talk about the things that we celebrate. For instance, today is Black Press Day. Talking about uh, mm -hmm. black Americans and freedom uh, of journalism. It is Curlew Day, which apparently is some sort of bird. Everything you do is right day. I think yesterday was everything is wrong day. So that kind yeah, of everything sense. was wrong yesterday. But today you're right. So if you lost the argument yesterday, today's your day to redeem yourself. There you go. It is Freedom of Information Day, which I think information should be free, as it is on Google when you doodle. It is Lips Appreciation Day. I appreciate a good pair of lips. It is yeah. National Artichoke Heart Day. One of the uh, few oh, vegetables that I dokey, actually enjoy. It is National Curl Crush Day. Couldn't tell you what that means. It is Goddard Day. Again, have no idea. It is St. Mm. Euros Day. U-R-H-O-S. Uh, apparently okay. he was a saint. All right. It is World Social Work Day. Uh, I appreciate the social workers that are out there doing what they can because... Not many people would want to do that. And finally, it is National Panda Day. So uh, hug oh, up on Panda those pandas. Panda Express. Ooh, good idea, Tone. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Folks, that does it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday with Words Are Hard. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and uh, join us back tomorrow. We will see you then. Peace. Thank you.